And what's the first thing that happens when you wake up in the morning? I know for guys, at least, I don't, we have to use the washroom, right? It's a choice, like, oh, man, I got to use the washroom. It sound, might sound, like, nasty, but bear with me. You'll see where I'm going with this, you know? Man, I got to use the washroom. You can either make a choice to, A, get up, go to the bathroom, or, B, not get up. Just stay in your bed and go in your bed, right? That's a logical choice. We don't think about it. It's like, oh, wait, he's right. I do make that choice, right? You make choices daily, like whether you're going to get up on time for school or get up late. You don't have to, but what's the reason why we make those choices? Why do we make those choices? Because we know that there's a consequence for every choice that we make. You know, we don't get up to go to the bathroom. We potty in our beds. Uh Uh-oh. You know, that's not good. All right? Hold on a second. We wake up late for school. We get a tardy. So many tardies gave you detention. You get in trouble with your mom. Hold up a second. The consequences. All right? So we're going to talk about how God is good and how if you guys if ever, okay, not if ever, if, if there's a time right now in your hearts where you're feeling like you're not as close as God as, as you want to be or just like, then this, you got to make the choice today, now. All right, you got to make the choice now to choose God and to serve him with your whole heart. All right? And so you, some of you, maybe not first time invited here, and never heard about, heard about Jesus Christ. So we're going to tell you why, because, man, if I just tell you, get, get right with God, repent from your sins, you'd be like, why? You know, no one gets excited to the solution of a problem they don't even know. Right? If I just yell out, five. I'm like, five what? Three plus two is five. Right, five, three plus two is five. You see where I'm going at? You know, like if I would say, you know what, you know, uh, an antiseptic, like, well, antiseptic, well, like you, you have a headache, and I got antiseptic, I got like Advil in, in my pocket. You, you want some, like, oh, don't worry. You know, you're not going to know what you, you, what you really and truly enjoy. Like, how am I going to say this real fast? In your life right now, you choose to serve God, okay? Amen. Amen. For some of us, it's a game. It's a joke. We just be like, oh, man, I got to go to church. I'm, I'm forced to go. Or we're going to get into the word and see what God says about that and forgiveness. You guys got to understand that, that God died for your sins and you have forgiveness through Jesus Christ. So Matthew 9, uh, verse 1, I'm going to read it. And it goes like this. I'm just going to read it straight through, not stopping, and then I'll explain later. It says, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this time, at this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, get up and take your mat and go home. And the man got up and went home. Amen. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to men. Amen. If you guys, anytime during the service where God is in your heart, like amen to that, just amen it. Just go for it. God is good. I don't feel bad. Like amen. God is rocking your lives as well. So we're going to go back. And we're going to go back. It says, Jesus came into a town, and he was, and he was doing some things. And um, verse 2, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. First off, what is a paralytic? Probably you guys don't know. Paralysis. It's, it's in the body. It's this, it's this disease, a sickness where you cannot move. Okay, so picture it. You have this place where these guys bring this sick man into, into the house. 
knowing that Jesus Christ was there, and they knew, hold up, if we, if we could just get this man to Jesus Christ, then he'd be saved. But what happens when they bring him to Jesus? It's, it's crazy how this works. When they bring him to Jesus, what did Jesus do? You know, Jesus said, get up and walk. Or what's the first thing that Jesus said? What did he say? Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. We're going to start there. Why didn't Jesus heal this man right away? Just get up and walk. Like Jesus has been doing it all this time. He said, get up and walk. To do it to other people, Jesus said, hold up. Your sins are forgiven. Let's start there. The problem is, this is the problem, sin. Sin is your problem. You know, sin is that thing that separates you from a holy God. All right, we're going back on holiness. What is holiness? Being set apart, being pure. All right, the Bible says without holiness, no one will see him. It's a fact. It's a reality that you need to get right with God. All right, some of us think it's cute that we can come to church and in our own little thing, do some things we know that's not pleasing God. Let me tell you, it's without holiness. Without holiness, no one will see God. All right, it's a reality. Get that in your minds. Let it process you know, let it sit there and you make sure you live your life according to his word. Amen. Sin is the problem. Sin is the problem. And, you know, who, 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 who has sin? You know, who has sin? And well, I'm not a sinner, Adam. Let me, let, me, let me go to the word real fast. Go open your Bibles to Romans 5.12. Romans 5.12. You, know, you guys are going to twerk your Bible, as, as Joe would say. But let's get in it. Romans 5.12. Let's see how sin is the source of of every bad thing in this world, you will notice that. You will notice that. Romans 5.12. Romans 5.12. And it says like this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned. You understand that? That even in your cute little self, like, oh, this person's a good person. Everybody, right, let's, let's, let's establish this fact, all right? This is a fact. You cannot change it. You cannot do anything about it. This is a fact. We are all sinners. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, you know, and let's go back into this. What, what, what does it say? You know, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man. Who is that one man? Adam. Adam. And death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men. Let me tell you something. Whether or not you like it, whether or not you had a choice, as soon as you were born, you were born a sinner. You are, born, you are a sinner by nature. You are a sinner by actions. You are a sinner by birth. You have a sinful nature. Jeremiah 17:9 says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Your heart is desperately wicked. It wants to do evil. Get that. You know, we don't need to necessarily have to have classes to tell us how to do bad right like doing stuff bad comes naturally but to do good we have classes counseling you think about that your heart is desperately wicked there is nothing good about you i don't want to feel like putting you guys down but just get this in your mind that there's nothing that you can do you know in front of a holy god that god is just like whoa hold on a second this man has sin in his life through Adam, our great, 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 great times. I don't know how. He's our great-grandfather. So we inherited the sin problem. Okay, that's the problem. The prognosis, I'm talking medical terms. The prognosis means the forecast. What's coming next? The prognosis is perish. You guys know the 
the famous verse, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever may believe in him shall not perish. Sometimes we don't even get that part. We get the God so loved the world. Uh, that's it. You know, I'm good. If you don't get the other part, you need to get that part. You need to get it fast. That what comes next, the prognosis, perish. What does perish mean? That means torment in hell. You know, never ending. Hell is the place of God's wrath and judgment. All right? If you properly knew what the Bible says about hell, you would not wish it upon your worst enemies. This is a place, you know, where the fires never cease, where the thirst never quenches, and the darkness never ends. Get that through your mind. Just picture it. In fact, I don't think we can, you know. Hell is so real. You don't want to go there. It's meant for God's wrath. God is a loving God, yes, but if you, if you mess up, if you know Jesus Christ and you still choose your way, hell is in store for you. And people, you don't want hell. You know, I may be preaching to the choir. I may, maybe our youth pastors talk about this a lot, but I think, you know what, we can just get into the law of things and just, I go to God. But no, what, you, know, you know, I'm talking about all the bad things. Let's get in some good news. Hold on a second. What's some of the good news? You know, the problem is sin. The prognosis, what's in store for you is perish, right? What's coming after that? What's coming after that? The provision. I love this part. You guys don't understand. The provision is forgiveness. The forgi- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm using big words now. The provision is forgiveness. You and I are forgiven. Can you understand that? You and I are forgiven. Do you get some pr- <laughs> when I came to the altar... And I accepted God, and I just let him change my life. That feeling, why I was crying, I was forgiven. It's just a feeling. It's just a phenomenon that can only happen to the saved. (laughs) Amen. If you're saved in here, you know what I'm talking about, right? And so it's just like, hold up, I'm forgiven. For God so loved this world. And believe me, when it says love, and not talking about the world, the planet, it's talking about you. God loves you. You understand that? God loves you that he sent his son to die for you. To die for you. It was a substitutionary death. I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. You understand that? Jesus Christ did not have to do that. But why? He loved you. He loved you. Sometimes, you know, it, it kills me when, I, when we go evangelizing. We, I just talk to people about the love of Jesus Christ, and they just can't understand it. You know, it's just like, oh, that's, that's, that's all right. You know, that's just cool, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, what aren't you getting? The love, you know? And I just thank God every day that he saved me from my life of sin. He saved me from the eternity of hell. You know, why am I so confident? Why am I so confident? If you were to ask me today, like, if someone came up to me and asked me, Adam, if you were to die today and you were to stand before the Lord God Almighty and he would ask you, why should I enter into heaven? And what would you say? And I'd be like, because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Not nothing that I did, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, I could have been like, well, I'm, I'm a youth pastor. I got, I got kids in my youth. I go to church. There's nothing that I did or nothing that I will do that Jesus Christ died for me. It's because simply the fact that he loved me and he loves you. And we need to get on his page and understand that love. Because if you understood that love, you wouldn't really be quick to go against it. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be really quick to go against it. Like I said, we take for granted. Like, if I have my parents' love, you know, that's a love that people have, you know. Some people may take for granted. If I were to take that for granted, 
my mom just be like, Adam, I love you. And I'm like, whatever. You know, no, no, I love you. And then I do something wrong against her, knowing that she loves me. And I would just feel that guilt and just that, yeah, you know, I have my mom's trust and my mom's love. And like, what am I doing? You know? And that's what God feels. You think it's cute? You think it's fun? You think it's cool to sin? Let me tell you something. You need to wake up. God is just like, this boy, this girl, what are they doing? You know, God, I'm telling you, God hates it. He is a jealous God. He wants you to live for him. Jealousy. Let's talk about that. What, I talked with my kids. What is jealousy? Isn't that, isn't that bad? Isn't that a bad thing? If God has jealousy, right, let's, let's agree. Like, if I would be jealous, then God would be mad at me. Then why, why can God be jealous? Let me tell you something. Jealousy is a feeling, is an emotion that you want that's not yours, right? You want to have it, right? And now tell me something. What does God want that's not his? What does God want that's not his? You know, let's go back to Matthew 9. Let's get into that. Going back to the story. Amen. God is good. Amen. Let's go on verse 4. Knowing their thoughts. I'm sorry, is everybody there? Amen. Amen. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil? Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. That's key right there. That is key right there. I love that part. Nothing in this world can get rid of that sin problem. Nothing in this world except Jesus Christ. Nobody in this universe can say that claim. Nobody. You have sin in your life. No amount of human goodness can wash away sin. You know, no amount of human kindness can deal with the debt problem that you have violated Jesus Christ, his laws. You, you understand that? that you, you can't do nothing about it. It's a problem and it's there. And it's only one thing, one way, which is Jesus Christ. And the surprising thing is not that there's just one way. The incredible thing is that there, is an, there even is a way. You know, like God can even care less about my sorry self and be like, you know, Adam, I see your dirt, you know, whatever. You can just choose it. You know, God gave me a chance. He gave me patience. You know, God is good. Amen. You know, let's go back. Let's understand this story because I believe we can get a lot by just reading a little. Like you guys might read and be like, Oh, that's, that's, that's cool, but let's, let's get into this. You know, let's go back from the top. Jesus stepped into the boat, verse 1, crossed over and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Now in other gospels, like um, Mark, Luke, John, it goes more into detail, okay, about this story. And it talks about Jesus was in a house preaching, talking, talking about the word, you know. He was giving it. So let's imagine. Let's get the visual in. You know, Jesus is right here, okay? He's on, he's on the stage. And picture this place jammed, packed, like people standing next to each other, trying to get next to Jesus, you know? Jesus is talking, and this whole place is packed. And even to the outside of that door, like there's a line forming of people wanting to get in. And in the parking lot, it is packed just like it is inside. So picture that. And you have these guys carrying this man, this paraclete man on a stretcher, and just like, Man, you know, how is it that they 
carrying this man can get inside there. You need to think about it. The people trying to get in to see Jesus all had the same problem. They were sick. They heard a man is healing. People were like, what? So you got to believe that all these sick people want to come to get healed. All right? So when you have this paralytic man and these guys, and they see this huge crowd, it's just like, whoa. They had an obstacle. They had an obstacle to try to get Jesus. And the Bible says in more scripture where they climbed up on the roof and they lowered the man in. All right? That was their obstacle. Does that show us that they had faith? Even though they had that obstacle, there was no way. There was no way they can get inside to see Jesus. Faith finds a way. Faith will always find a way. You guys need to know that faith will always have a way, always find a way. You need to hold on to it. No matter what anybody says, like anybody would just be like, man, this person's happy, you know, they're living for Jesus. So, you know, they're going to try to take that joy from you. But you need to hold on to it for dear life, for dear life. That is the only thing that matters in this life. Right now, let's, let's forget what we want to be. Let's forget our futures. The purpose you were even created was to glorify and serve God. That's it. There is no other, no, you glorify God with your life. You know, some other people have their own agendas, you know, their own ways. You know, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. And when I say my own way, I was funny because as I was preparing the message, you know, I thought about, man, you know, my way. Isn't there a song like that, like Frank Sinatra sang it? As a matter of fact, I, I brought the, I print the lyrics out, and I want to read that to you because... Amen. You know, I'm not going to try to, I got my singing voice, but amen. You know, feel fast before I get into this um, obstacles. You know, a lot of people, okay, if you're not saved and you don't know why to choose your life for God, let me tell you why. You know, a lot of people, they have obstacles. And, you know, the obstacle right now uh, for a lot of people, it was for me too. Check your heart. It's pride. It is pride. Like, I don't have to bow down no God. I don't have to go to the front to get saved. No, I don't have to do that. I want to do me, you know. Pride. Can I talk to you about your pride? Is it okay for me to talk to you about your pride? Sure, go ahead. I'm waiting. Number... You know? So we're going to talk about the obstacle, your pride, you know? And, and, and I like it because I thought about it. The, the song or the, the theme song for the people who have pride is my way, right? They want to do things their my way, right? It's my way or the highway. Forget Jesus. And I thought about that, and I just, it's an innocent song, and, and I'm like, man, this, this song's crazy. And so uh, let me read it to you, some, uh, some of the lyrics from the song. It goes, and now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway, and more, much more than this, I did it my way. Regrets I had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. But much, much more than this, I did it my way. I loved, I laughed, I cried. I had my fill, my share of losing. And now as tears subside, I find it so amusing to think I did that all. And I may say, not in a shy way, I did it my way. For what is a man, what has he got, if not himself? To say the things he truly feels and not the word, not the words of one who kneels. The records show I took the blows and I did it my way. That, that is the song that they sing in hell. You better get that right. That is a song that they lead in hell. That is the message that will take you away into an eternity from God. 
You need to understand that. Does that click? My way. My way. It's not your way. You need to understand, for Jesus Christ so loved this world that he gave his life for you. After this love, after God's love, there, there ain't nothing but judgment and wrath. You need to understand that. And some people be like, oh, you know, Adam, I, you, know, I, you know, I can do things my way. You know, you know I, I can, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Or, you know, God doesn't grade on the curve. He's not your high school teacher. The standard is perfection. Get that right. God wants you to be perfect, separate, holy, pu- called out. Amen? Amen. So, so when people, when you see people like that, and, uh, guys, I went to high school. I, I went to school. And so I know that there's a lot of this in the schools. And everywhere that we go, you see people, when you try to talk to them about God, it's like, nah, man, it's cool. I, I'm just going to be me. I'm, I'm going to do good. And when I get there, God's going to see the sincerity in my heart. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't work like that. All right? Let me try to paint a picture for you guys the best that I can. Um, okay. We have, let's pretend you guys have a son, okay? That you guys have a son, and I'm best friends with your son, and we're, we're buddies, and we're, okay? And along the way, you know, I, I, I act up, and, you know, I do something bad, and I end up in jail, and then I go to court, and they sentence me to death. And then your son, okay, your own son, uh, he loved me. We were best of friends. He cared for me. You know, and, and he did something crazy. He went down and appealed to the, to the judge. He's like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Th- th- does Adam have to die? Th- does Adam have to die? And, and the judge surprisingly said, you know what? You know, someone has to pay. That's all I'm saying. You know, and, and your son said, you know what? W- what if I paid? You know, w- what if I took his part? What if I died for him? And the judge said, you know, well, you will lose your life, and he will get away freely. And your son said, I'll do it. And it's too late. When you hear the news, there's nothing you can do. Your son died, and this man, I, got away free. And to make matters worse, to make things worse, you overheard me talking when someone asked me, wait, wait, how did you get away? I thought you were going to die. And what happened? And you overheard me saying, well, you know, I, I they looked at my life, you know, I was a, I was a good person, you know. I did some bad things, granted, but, you know, the good outweighed the bad, so they let me out. And you thought to yourself, my son gave his life for you, and you think you could do it on your own? And the outrage, the outrage you would feel for that person saying that, wouldn't you just, oh, imagine what God feels when you just trample on your feet the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says greater is he, or greater will be considered he worthy he who tramples underfoot the blood of Jesus Christ and counts for the covenant, the blood of the covenant, for nothing. You know that? God's wrath, going back, hell, is what is in store for you. You know that? And sometimes we want to do our own thing. And I'm, and I'm so tired of it, guys, because I, I can be, you know, the most nice speaker or I can say anything to you guys, but you still won't get it. You still won't get it. You know, God's forgiveness, he forgived you. You know, you don't have to do that no more. You don't have to, you know, and some people will be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, Adam, that's nice, you know. Again, like I said, I'm just going to do my thing. No, you will not. Wake up. You will not do your own way. The problem is sin. Your future, hell. Your need, forgiveness. Christ is your provision. Let me tell you something. Faith must be your choice. Faith has to be your choice. There is nothing else to do than to believe. 
and you believe with it with your whole heart. It's not something where you're just like, oh, man, you know, I believe that sounds good. Yeah, whatever. No, you put your whole life around it. You grab it with your heart. It's everything that you have. Again, my testimony, going back, I was just like, God, I can't do this no more. I just gave my heart to him. And I know it's so easy. Like, we just, we can, we can preserve God with our, with our mouths and with our lip service. But girls, check this. Guys and girls, how easy is it to give your, your heart to some guy you meet on the street? Oh, he loves me. You know, a couple, a couple of days later, the guy goes back and just finds something new, and he's left you. And you're so heartbroken. It hurts. You can't get over it for weeks, months. Guys, you know, the same thing. You know, something does someone against you. It's like, man, you know, I thought that was my boy. You, you actually gave your heart to your friends. You guys are so easily to give up your hearts to things that will never satisfy. You know, holiness. If you ever, if you've ever had a breath of holiness, you will never think it's getting rid of all the fun stuff to get something stale. You will never think that. As a matter of fact, it's getting rid of all the little trash and the little stuff that never satisfied your heart. It never satisfied. You know it. It only made you you feel ashamed and and guilty. You know? What I was doing, you know, my whole thing with my girlfriend, it made me feel ashamed and guilty. I lied. So I was just in a heap of sin. You know, and, and it just took one day for me to wake up and be like, you know, I'm tired of this. That's not satisfying my heart. When Jesus Christ came into my life, bam, bam, she could boom, but it was, it was off and running, you know. There was no going back. And, and I talk about this, you know, I got this from the, the revival him, Brother Arson played. And, you know, for some of us who, who are living for God and Adam, we, we know about that, you know, it was good. But going back, your lives, you know, if. Are you living for the Lord Jesus Christ? Can people see that off of you? Can they, that man's a Christian. He's changed. There's something about him. What's, what's he have? Or the people just look at you, yeah, that's that boy. He's, he's a clown. He's a class clown. He's doing this. What? You know, if people couldn't get down with the most holiest man, Jesus Christ did not hurt a fly. Right? Jesus Christ came in this world to save the world. But you better believe when he comes back, he's going to judge this world. So you better get ready. But when Jesus Christ came into this world, he saved the world. And they killed him. They killed him. They killed him. Taking his life to the fullest extent. How much more are we called to be like Jesus and we're getting along with everybody? Are we compromised? Are you doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing? You know, do people see in you a true Christian, a born-again Christian, a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit? Do people see that? Or they say, yeah, that's that boy. He swears he's, he's with his girl. They're doing things. Yeah, he goes to church. Oh, I didn't know that word. Okay, let me go to church. Let me. And they come out the same way because of what they see in you. Let me tell you one thing. I got this off one of the leaders here in, in the church. One of the biggest turnoffs for other people coming to Christianity is hypocrisy. Hypocrites. They see you worshiping God on a Sunday. You go back out. You live for this world. You make yourself a friend of this world. You become an enemy of God. Understand that. So I'm so tired of, of this world because, you know, I, I used to make that choice daily. Like, uh, world, God, world, and then God Sundays. And then I'm tired of it. I'm like, God, I'm with you, world. Back up. This is what I'm about. You know? And you notice, you will notice when you're about God, your friends that you thought were friends aren't down with you. They're not down with you. They're not down with God. And why is that? Why is that? Because the darkness has not understood it. Like, I, I'm getting a lot of quotes from you guys and just the way you guys talk. 
It's just that this picture that you're sleeping, right? And when you turn on the light, it's like, oh, it's so bright. I don't want it. You don't want that. You want to stay sleeping. That's what this world is. They want to stay sleeping. When you tell them about Jesus Christ, when you tell them that there's a way to live, to go to heaven, you know, to serve God and love him, you know, they don't want to hear that because that means they're going to have to give up their fun stuff, right? They're going to have to give up their fun stuff. And I'm so tired of that. The devil is a liar. Like he's taking some of my friends, but in Jesus' name, we're, ta- we're taking them back. Amen. We're taking them back in Jesus' name. So you think about this, guys. What am I going to leave with you? What can you guys get out of this? You know, what can you get out of this? What is it about? Like, you got Adam talk about forgiveness. I'm like, God, what? You guys have the choice, going back to your choices, you guys have the choice to believe that you're forgiven. Now, it's time you start living like it. It's time you start living like it. You see these empty seats? You see these empty seats? Okay, I deal with a holy God, a powerful God. And so my God split the Red Sea. My God spoke, and all this was good. You know, you don't think he can fill those seats up? You don't think he can fill those seats up? I'm so glad that we have three youth groups here. You know, God is so good. Stay with God. But, you know, living for God is going to have to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Like the Bible says in Matthew 13, you don't need to turn there, like the merchant and the pearl. When this merchant found that pearl, what did he do? He sold everything. Everything he had, all his possessions, he sold it to get that pearl. He sold it. Well, Adam, what's it? What's it going to cost me to, to follow Jesus Christ? Well, sell all your possessions and give your money to God. He's like, oh, i got to give up my houses? Yeah, you got houses? Yeah, give it to God. Then what am I going to do? I'm going to sleep in a car. Oh, you got a car? Give your car to God. Oh, what am I going to do? You know, what about my bike? You got a bike? Word, give that to God. It's like, what do you mean? You give God your life. He gave his life for you. Don't you think it's fair that we give our life for his? I'm not trying to sell you God or God. You No, 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 no. Understand that God loves you. And when you understand that love, you will do anything for him. It's like some people are like, oh, I love him. He loves me. I'd do anything for him. You know, but when that man cheats on you or does something, it's like, oh, word. I just, and it hurts, ladies, guys. You know, but God will never do that to you. I gave my whole heart to God, and God just has it right like that. Just like that. He has it until the day I die. I go back, God, I gave you my life. Say, well done, child. He's like, yes, Jesus. So God is good, guys. I want to tell you that, you know, there are people in here. You know, God has given me an ability, not an ability, but it's all glory be to God. Like, I can tell when people have going, are, things are going in their lives, and you can't fool God, and God puts it in my heart, and sometimes you guys just light up crazy stuff. I'm like, okay, that person over there needs to get saved. They need to get right. You know, and it's crazy. I, I think the way God does it, and I know there are people in here that probably don't even know about Jesus Christ or they played a funk like they did, but they don't know Jesus Christ the way they should. And they should be the first ones up here. And there's people in here that, you know, they're serving God. And God, I love you, but sometimes, you know, it just gets, it just gets dry, God. You know, I just, really, God, you know, I'm giving my life to you. And you know, it would be nice if you just show up once in a while. You know, you're feeling like that. You forgot his love. You forgot his love. You know, God is an awesome God. 
going back, God gave his life to save you. If I can just stay on that, God gave his life to save you. To save you. And people would spit in his face. They would reject him. When God gave you this freely, it's a gift. The free gift of God. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he did it to save you. And people want to be like, I don't want that. What do you mean? You don't want to be saved? You don't want to be with Jesus? No, I, don't, I don't want that. That means I want to... No, you, you, you got it wrong. You're giving your life for Jesus means... Oh, it, it, it's amazing. I just can't explain. You just got to believe and give your life. I can't, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and it kills me, guys. You have no understand the compassion I have for these people where it's like, oh, you know, even family members, it's just like, God, you know, I'm so tired of this world. God, I just want to be with you. But that's so selfish of me because God put me in this world for a reason, you know. And so I, I'm tired of all the little games and the gimmicks of people wavering and just, just choose God. Choose God. He is so good. If I can, if you can just rewind my life and you guys can play it on the big screen, you guys will see like how, how awful I was, how, how much of a sinner I was. But, but when Jesus Christ came into the picture, how, how my life changed, it was never the same. And I'm telling you guys that if you guys never experienced that, if you, if you guys, if ever a day where you're just like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing this Christian thing, I feel forced to. What, what? It's not about being forced. You make your choice. You're going to have to make your bed, and one day you're going to sleep in it. You understand that? You know? All glory be to God. You know, everything that I do is not that I so I can get some reputation or some name. That, oh, yeah, Pastor Adam, he's the, no, amen, I, I am humbled that God would even use me. You know, I would go as far as God goes, amen? Amen, God, keep on using me. Bless this church, Father God. So we just pray, Father God, that you would just move right now. So as we get in a, in a time of prayer, Lord, Father God, you just break our hearts, Lord. Father God, Lord, anybody in here who's ever lost the, the contact of your love, Father God, who's forgotten what it feels like, oh, Lord, I pray that you fill them up. Lord, for those people who have sinned against you and just been doing it their way, Lord, may they drop their way and get on your way, Father God, because you loved us and you gave us forgiveness of sins through your Son, Jesus Christ. And there is nothing, Father God, nothing that we did to deserve that, Father, but just you. But just you, oh Lord. So, Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, Father God. We just can't, just can't describe in words, Father God, the things that you've done for us, Lord. Father God, I pray right now, Father God, you send your spirit out in Jesus' name. And you search the hearts right now, Father God. Those people who are not living for you, you know. You know it right now. Do, you, do I have to point you out? Or are you going to let God move in your life? Are you going to let God, you know, change you? So right now, as, as no eyes, no peeking around. Don't look around. No, no people-pleasing. Do not look around. If you know right now in your heart, if you've ever, if you've ever in your, in your right state of being done something against Jesus Christ, knowing the fact that he died for you, do you understand that that is a sin to a holy God? And if you go about that, hiding that for the rest of your life, you go to heaven and be ashamed, like, God, you know what was good? I gave my life to you. I went to youth group. It's like, what about this problem? You never dealt with that. What, what about that? Well, what about that? What did, you, what did you do with that? How you wanted to hide it? Think it's cute? Without holiness, no one will see him. Get that. 
God is so good. God is so good. He's given us many chances. For some of us, we come back to this altar like it's our home. But amen, if you need to get right with God, you do it. You know, but you mean it. You mean it. When that guy got healed, your sins are forgiven. Then Jesus healed him. You get that guy, just be like, man, that guy healed me. I'm going to go back and do it. No. He gave his life to the Lord. Everybody and almost anybody that got saved gave their life to the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, the Son of the living God, came into this world and died to save you. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. He did not have to do it. Father God, Lord, I thank you again, Lord. I cannot, I cannot compare, I, I cannot fathom, Father God, the things that you have done for me, Lord. For those right now who are not living for you, Father God, who have some secret things they have not been confessing, Lord, I pray that you bring them to this altar right now in Jesus' name. Right now, if you know in your heart that you are sinning in front of a holy God and you have done something in your heart that you know is not right with God, if you're unsure about it, you better get yourself up here because chances are you are not right with God. If there's even a question if even a doubt of, 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 of a life living for God, then get up here right now. Do I have to point you out? Get up here right now. In Jesus' name, come up. Amen. 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 Come up here, guys. It's not about people pleasing God. He's looking at your heart. He wants to save you. Truly. He wants to save you. you understand his love for you. He would do anything for you. As a matter of fact, he sent his son he did for you what you cannot do for yourself. You understand that? God is so good. So right now, if we can have my leaders come up. We have Adolfo. We have Pastor Eve. We all come up. And we're just going to lay hands for these people that God would set them free. That they leave their life of sin. And choose God and never look back. You never look back. When your choice is God, you never look back. Once God comes into your life, it's an awesome feeling. If you got to cry, if you got to fall face flat, if you have to do whatever it takes to get in contact with God. I'm so serious. I cried when I got up here. I didn't care what people thought about me. Yeah, I was the oldest one here. A whole bunch of little kids. And I was just like, don't matter what, I'm getting God. I'm choosing God. Push through. You better believe that those guys, when they took that paraclete man to Jesus, that they pushed through. There was no way to get in, but faith had a way. You better believe if you want Jesus Christ, you need to have faith. And you believe it. And you hold on to it with your whole life and your whole heart. That is your only choice. There is nothing else. Nothing else. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Not nothing that you can do will ever cover it. I don't care if you've been a nice person or I'm a good person. It does not matter. Only Jesus Christ. So as our leaders pray for you, truly, get rid of the sin. Get rid of it. In your heart, get rid of it. And I promise you, God will come into your life. God, the creator of this universe, God will come into your life and change you. And that is an awesome feeling. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. God is so good. He changes people's hearts and lives. Look at me. I was just a nobody, but now I'm a somebody in God's eyes. I choose to be forgiven. 
I choose to live forgiven. I choose to live for Jesus Christ. And it's a daily choice. It's something you go around daily. You know, you may want to do things in this world, but you got to die to self. You need to pick up your cross and I'm following you, Jesus. I'm following you because you're the only hope that I have. Nothing in this world, it will just only break my heart. God came to restore your heart. God came to live in your heart. He came to be king of your heart, Lord of lords. And when that happens, it is a supernatural thing. A supernatural thing means when a super God invades our natural. You understand that? Supernatural. Let God come into your life. For the rest of us out there right now, if you've ever, if you've ever for a moment in your life where you're just like, man, I don't even feel good. It's an everyday process, guys. If it's not every day, what's going on? It's not a Friday thing. It's not a Sunday thing. Check your hearts. Check yourselves right now. If you know you haven't been getting in your Bible as you know you should, if you know you haven't been seeking God as you know you should, get up here. There is no shame. There is no shame. There is no shame in you saying, you know what, I have not been seeking God as I should, or I haven't been, you know, showing God in my school as I should. I haven't been living for him. If you know that's you, if you know that's you, get up here, and we will pray for you. Get up here, and we will pray for you. There is nothing else than to come in accordance with God and His will for your life. His will for your life. Amen. Anybody else needs to get up here and just need to get another touch of God's love. Amen. If you if y'all need to find more love for Jesus Christ, just come to the front. Like, you know what, Adam? I want more love. Amen. You know what? I receive. If you guys just want to worship God, and if that's your heart, if, if that's your desire, come up to the front. Come up to the front. If everything about you is about God, come up to the front. Let's worship God all together. Amen. People here are getting saved. and People are being forgiven. All glory be to Jesus. Not nothing that a that a pastor could do, but through a pastor, God can move. Only God can move if you allow him to use you. So for the rest of us here, if you guys just want to just get lost in Jesus' presence, come up to the front from wherever you're at. Just come up and start worshiping God with your own words and your own song. Start worshiping God because he loves you. And you need to understand he gave his life for you. And when that happens in your heart, it's this joy that comes along. If you guys want to start laughing, crying, dancing, let the joy of the Lord overflow in your heart. Let him just change you. Amen. Let God run through your life. You know, who wants more of Jesus? Who wants more of Jesus? Get up here if you want more of Jesus. You got to push through. Who cares if you're tired? Who cares if I'm falling asleep? Wake up. This is more important than anything else you would ever do in your life. This is the greatest thing you will ever do in your life. Living and giving your life to Jesus Christ and living saved. I can't tell you to see the testimonies of those who are living saved. All glory be to Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. You are so good and awesome. Show to Lord of your Shoto. Oh, show to Lord of your Shoto. Oh, Father God, we want more. Father God, pour it down, Father God. Father God, we won't stop until you come back. Oh, Lord, we want more of your glory, more of your presence, Father God. 
Because, Father God, if it's just religion, Lord, it will never satisfy you. We will never find peace, Lord. There will never be joy. So, Lord, I pray that you yourself send your spirit, Father God, in these young men's lives. Lord, that your spirit may dwell in them in Jesus' name. Let Jesus into your life. He wants to forgive you. Wash away your sin. Because if you have sin in your life, that is the only thing blocking you from a holy God. Let's get that right. Sin will destroy you. And that's exactly what the devil wants for your life. He doesn't want you up at this altar. He does not want you like, oh, that's, that's lame. Don't do it. It's, it's dumb. You, you do it all the time. Amen. We praise God all the time. You know, we can, we can watch a movie for two hours, but we complain when we want to serve God for like even five minutes. We complain when we want to pray. What is that all about? What is your life about? Get it right. Check yourself. Let God into your life. Let God move in your life. If you have the gift of the Spirit, just let Him move right now in Jesus' name. Jesus! Lord, we need you right now, Father God. For these young people, Father God, I hope and I pray, Father God, that they will not go out the same. That they will not go out the same, Father God, in my heart. I feel it right now that some of these people are just taking this as a joke. You need to understand this is not a joke. This is life or death for some people. And take this time serious. Start praying. If you're right with God, if you're living for the Lord, reach out your hand to some of these people because they're making a life and death situation. Life and death choice. Pray for them. Pray for them that God will have, you know, send his angels to protect them, to keep watch over them. Amen. All glory be to Jesus. satisfied, Father God. If we place something else in our hearts before you, Father God, oh, I pray that you take it right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you are free. You are free. Give glory to your God. Praise him. Give him all the things. Don't get tired. What is, what is this praise? Lift up your voice. Praise God. Understand that he loves you. We just want to give him. What do you want to give him? Give him your all. Give him your best. Because he deserves it. He gave you his best by sending his son Jesus. He sent his son. Thank you, Jesus. I receive, Lord. I receive, Lord. Lord, if everybody else wants to do their own thing, Father, I receive. I receive, Father God. I go and I work for you alone, Lord. Father God, reveal to me your plans, Father God. May it never be my way. May it never be my way, Jesus Christ. May it be your way, Father God, and just your way. Father God, I'm not relying on a plan B. I'm not falling on my morals, Lord, but I'm trusting on you daily. 
because you saved me. Because you saved me, Father God. Because you saved me from an eternity separated from you, Lord. You saved me. And you gave me that chance, Father God. And I will never, and I will never take you for granted, Lord. Oh, daily I seek you, Father God. Daily I love you, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that these young people may understand that, Lord. That they may understand that you love them and that you would do anything for them. But they need to live for you, Father God. We give you our lives. Do with them as you please, Lord. I am no longer in control, Father God. Your glory. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come, Father God. Oh, Father God, take our hearts and our lives. Oh, for your glory, Jesus. For your glory, Father God.